beautiful, and uh, you all sounded beautiful too. Thank you for singing out tonight. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, if you can turn over there. I haven't forgot about those packets, uh, so just hang tight. This is like Christmas morning when Dad says, oh, we're going to read the Christmas story first. Oh, I hope he doesn't read all of the verses this time because there are some big packages waiting for me. Well, Hebrews chapter number 12, and you can remain seated. Verse number 2, again, and we mentioned it quite a bit this morning, but verse number 2 is our theme verse for 2021. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we'll stop there. Um, This is what we want to do as we go through this year, and I I think it's going to be very necessary for us to have this reminder as we go through this year. I was not expecting all that what happened this past week to happen, and I don't know that anybody here was expecting it either, uh, but it did, and uh, it's going to be a turbulent, uh, turbulent year, I have a feeling. And for us as believers, uh, if we're not careful, we'll get so bogged down with what's going on, it'll paralyze us, it'll keep us from really fulfilling God's will for our life, we'll want to just kind of We'll be so depressed and discouraged that we'll just kind of just stay and not do anything. Uh, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord this year. And so that's the focus and that's uh, the theme and that is the vision. And uh, of course, there's a double meaning with that. Our vision needs to be on the Lord uh, this year. And uh, so with that, um, let's go ahead and open up our packets. And uh, I'll give you a moment to go ahead and do that. And Hopefully, uh, for those who are watching online, hopefully, is that working okay tonight, Seth? Okay, it's working good. Sorry about this morning. We uh, had some major technical difficulties. Um, so there's a lot of little things in here, um, and I just kind of want to I'll let you kind of look at them for a second, and then we're going to start highlighting certain things as we go through our presentation tonight. There's a, couple, uh, there's a couple stickers, a magnet there for you, a notepad that you can use uh, throughout the year. Um, but the one thing I want to start with tonight is the calendar, is the calendar. So if everybody would uh, go ahead and take that out, and there should be a... Uh, there should be a blue piece of paper, paper clip to that. Um, this calendar uh, goes great on a, on a refrigerator or uh, maybe in your room or maybe by your computer or something like that. But sometimes when you're out and about, you want to know, you might think, oh, I wonder what's going on if, if there's an event that week uh, that's going on at the church that I need to know about. There's uh, a way now that you can subscribe to our church calendar and uh, make it sync with your phone and your computer. The only thing is, you do have to do this on a computer. You cannot do this on a smartphone. At least you cannot do it on an Apple. I don't think you can do it on an Android, but I could be wrong on that. Um, But if you go it on your computer and then your phone syncs with your computer and your calendar sync that way, you can follow these steps. Uh, You can go to our website at uh, cbcok.net slash events. And uh, there's basically these same instructions on that, we- on that page on our website. And you can copy that link there and then follow the instructions in your uh, email uh, provider, email uh, app of choice. And uh, I've tested it, and it works great on, uh, on Mac. And I am really hoping it works well on Windows. I think it does. Um, so, wanted to give you the instructions there. This is kind of a new thing we're doing to make that available for you and uh, for you to be able to see when we're doing things and to have it uh, a digital format. But then we do have this, and uh, I just want to kind of maybe highlight real quickly the ones that are in bold. And uh, we'll do a little bit more uh, going through some of the events here in a little bit. But uh, the bold ones are kind of the big. Uh, focus events for our church. Uh, of course, today is the 10th, and that is Mission Sunday. If you go to April, April 4th is Easter Sunday, and that's uh, we really want to uh, reach out. We didn't get to do a big, huge 
uh, outreach blitz that we were planning to do uh, because of COVID last year. And so I'm hoping that we're able to do that this year. Uh, May, uh, we're going to do We Love More Sunday, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, but that is a day we were planning to do in 2020, and we decided not to because of all that went on. Uh, but we're going to do that here in May. And then July, we're going to do our Vacation Bible School. Last year, if you remember, we did our virtual VBS uh, because of all that's been going on. And uh, we're going to do that here uh, July Lord willing. Now, all of this, of course, is subject to change, as we have learned in 2020, right? Uh, September, this is a new thing uh, that we're going to do this year, uh, Youth Rally, and we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. Old Fashioned Sunday uh, was a big hit, and we're going to do that again in October and November, our Missions Emphasis Sunday. So hopefully this will help you uh, just to kind of keep aware of what's going on. Of course, we do that through our bulletins and all of that, but this just gives you a kind of a year's plan uh, for the coming year that uh, will hopefully help you out. Um, okay, the next thing I want to highlight real quickly is the and uh, is this the uh, Vision Night booklet. So if everybody can grab that, we're going to start going through this tonight, and uh, we'll see how quickly we can get through it. We'll reference some of the other things in the packet that you got as we go along, uh, but uh, I do want to. go through this, and there's a place there for you to take notes, and if you need a pen, well, you should have one. If you went to the meal, you should have one from there, and then you should also have one in your packet, so you should have two pens to take notes if you want to tonight. And uh, I would encourage you to read over the, uh, the letter there from me when you get an opportunity, um, but the idea is that we're going to be, as a church, looking unto Jesus, and uh, how can we do this, and what things can we do here at our church and in our own individual lives to help us do that, to help us keep our eyes on the Lord this year? It's going to be tempting to get our eyes on our problems and all that's going on around us. It's going to be really tempting to do that. So what can we do in our lives to keep, us, keep our eyes on the Lord? And so, first of all, uh, as we go into this uh, little booklet here, first of all, on page number two here, looking unto Jesus for our spiritual growth. And really, as we've talked about, and this is the third Vision Sunday we've had here at Cornerstone, and uh, we have, we've always talked about this area being the very most important area uh, to focus on, is our own spiritual growth, our own spiritual health. Uh, we can do a lot of things in our community, and, you know, we can... Uh, we can have a huge, big church and all of that, but if, but if we're not right with God ourselves and we're not growing spiritually, it's of no value. I mean, uh, we're, we're like the church at Laodicea that said, you know, hey, we have need of nothing, you know, we've got everything we need, you know, we don't, uh, we're, we're, we're good. And God says, no, you're not. Uh, you're not good because you're lukewarm and, and you've lost the, uh, the fire to grow spiritually. And so we want to make sure that we do that. Now, uh, there's going to be some things we're going to be talking about regarding outreach and regarding getting the gospel out into our community and into our world. Well, I find it interesting that in Mark chapter number 3, and you don't have to turn there, I'm just going to reference several verses uh, tonight, but Mark chapter 3 is Jesus picks the 12 disciples and he's about ready to send them forth. Here's what, here's what Mark said about it. He says, and he, Jesus, ordained 12 that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. So first, uh, these men were ordained that they would be with him, that they would spend time with Jesus. And of course, you know, it was in a literal physical sense where they walked with him and saw how he lived and, and uh, heard him teach and, and uh, all of that. But, uh, but that was the first priority, is that they would be with him and then they would go and preach. And so uh, I, I do want us as a church family to be effective in preaching the gospel and getting out there. But first, and most important, we need to be with him. Uh, we need to have a walk with God. We need to have a relationship with him. And uh, that's, the, that's the first priority in our lives. Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 13. 
Well, verse 12 talks about, it's a very famous verse, very familiar verse. When, uh, when Peter says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is another name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And referencing to the Lord Jesus. Well, the very next verse says this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. You see, to those around Peter and John, it was obvious that they had spent time with the Lord Jesus Christ, that they, were, uh, they had a close relationship with him. And uh, I, I want to just encourage us, for those who work with us, those who go to school with us, our neighbors, that it would be just obvious that uh, we had been with Jesus, that we had spent time with him, that we were close to the Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5 talks about the importance of growing in the Lord and, and uh, as believers, and especially uh, in our day and age where everything is so accessible and you're hearing all kinds of different preaching from all kinds of different preachers online, and it's just so accessible. Well, here we go. Ephesians 5 says, uh, Till we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so he's talking about unity and, and growing and becoming mature in the faith. And then he says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sleight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You see, God wants us to be grounded in the truth so that we're not like, oh, well, that sounds good and Somebody else says something different. Well, that sounds good. And, and we're just kind of like going with the flow of, uh, of the wind. He said, you need to be grounded. He continues that thought in Colossians chapter 2. And he says, as ye therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So we're to be rooted in Christ so that, you know, as as... Uh, the wind of uh, crazy winds of doctrine come along, and and uh, society uh, flows and changes, which we've seen pretty dramatically over the last year or so. That we're still grounded, that we're not going to move, that we're 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 like a tree that's planted by the, river, the by the waters, um, and, uh, and 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 that requires some uh, discipline on our part, where we're growing spiritually. Peter. Uh, wrote his last words in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So um, that's one of the things we're supposed to be doing is looking into Jesus for our spiritual growth. Growth is so important, and it's what we need to be doing. Okay, so how practically can we uh, do that? Uh, how can we uh, look to Jesus and uh, grow spiritually in that regard, okay, we have some different things here. We have our daily Bible reading schedules, and I know I talked about it last Sunday in my message in the morning about the importance of continuing in the Word of God, and uh, so we had these available in the back, but now they're actually in your packet. So whether you got one or didn't, now you have one, and uh, I would encourage you to uh, spend some time every day reading God's Word. Uh, there is a... Uh, there's a quote that, uh, there's a Chinese proverb that, let's go ahead and put that up on the, on the screen here. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. But the second best time is now. And the idea is, maybe, you're, maybe you've been saved for a long time, and maybe you've never read the Bible through in a year. And you could be discouraged by that. You're like, man, I should have I been doing that. Yeah, you should have been, Okay. And so, yeah, it would have been good if you started when you, you know, 20 years ago. But, but you don't have that opportunity. So start now. Start today. And some of you will say, well, I probably should have started on January 1st. And uh, that would have been a good day to start. And, and, and you're right. It would have been a good day to start. But it's January 10th, and it's not too late to catch up. So start now. And so that's my encouragement to you is to spend time every day reading through the Word of God. And you don't have to read through the Bible in a year, but I would encourage you to have a daily uh, time in God's Word. Uh, we see uh, the Bereans back in Acts chapter number 17. They uh, spent time in the Word of God every day, and many of them weren't even believers yet. Acts 17.11 says these, talking about the Bereans, were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures 
daily whether they were, those things were so. So it was a daily thing for them to get into God's word and, and uh, search it out and to get answers. And I would encourage you to do that too. I, I want to do more than just encourage. I mean, challenge, urge. I don't know the strongest word that I could think of to have our church family daily in God's word. So important, so important. Um, and teenagers, you guys are at the ripe age to do that, to start that habit now, to develop that, and, and, and not even just teenagers, children in here who have the ability to read, use that ability to read God's word. And so daily Bible reading schedules. Then we have our church Bible memorization. We have uh, about 12 year, verses a year that we're going to be, uh, uh, we do our uh, monthly memory verse, and uh, they're going to be having to do with our theme, but also... Uh, this year, we're also going to be trying to learn some verses that uh, deal with how to witness to people, how to get the gospel to people. And so we'll be learning some of those verses as well this year. And again, we've talked about how the importance of Bible memorization, how that is the spiritual ammunition that all of us need as uh, we face the temptations in our life. If we don't have those verses in our hearts, we're going to be unarmed. And uh, we are very undangerous uh, when we don't have the Word of God in our hearts. So getting, getting the Bible in our hearts and in our minds is so important. Okay, and then we have our uh, prayer requests on the Echo Prayer app. And uh, we started that last year, and I'm mentioning it again this year uh, to just encourage everybody, if you uh, have a smartphone, to utilize this and to use this on your downtime. If you're waiting in line for something, this is just great to go and open up real quick and uh, pray through for some of our missionaries, pray for the health needs. And uh, we do have a sheet of paper there in your packet that gives you instructions on how to get that set up on your phone. And uh, I would encourage you to participate in that. Um, and that, by the way, I mean, on Wednesday night, we do print out our um, prayer requests. But those prayer requests are printed out once a week, whereas the prayer app can be updated on a daily basis. And we do update that on a daily basis. So if you want to get the, prayer, the most current prayer requests, that's the place to get them instead of waiting all the way until Wednesday night uh, to, to get the latest and greatest. Not the news, but the prayer requests, okay? And it's not just to you know, kind of know what's happening, but to actually uh, pray. Um, also, by the way, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention that's not in your packet, but we do have them on the back table, uh, these Call to Glories. These are a great little devotional tool. Um, every, uh, every month we get these in. We get, uh, I don't know, about 20 of them in or something like that. Um, and they're back there. They're free. Uh, the church does pay for them. And uh, these are a great tool to maybe read through that little devotional. And then there's uh, some other aspects that would be a blessing to you. So these are all free. Yes, sir. FBI. FBI. And so this is, uh, this is a good tool. And then, of course, we do have FBI as an option as well. And uh, that, is a, that is a paid option. Uh, the FBI is. And uh, that takes place on Monday, Monday nights. And that's starting? On the 17th, on 18th. 18th. So it, yeah, it goes through the it goes through the Bible, and it takes three years to do that. You learn all the major doctrines of the Bible. It walks you through really all the books of the Bible, and uh, gives you a really good understanding of how the structure of the Bible, and uh, and then there's a lot of details too that uh, really do help. So if you're interested in that, uh, please do see brother uh, brother Kenyon, and he can get you set up with that. And that is a great way to grow as well. Then we have uh, some new sermon series that uh, I have planned to help us grow in our relationship with God. We've been uh, learning, well, today we announced the fact that we're going to be trying to look to Jesus this year. And I thought, you know, if we're going to look to Jesus, we better learn who Jesus is. Now, I know that all of us know who he is, but we're going to learn some uh, important doctrinal truth about Jesus. So like, for instance, uh, we're going to be doing a four-week sermon series uh, starting next Sunday on uh, who Jesus is and what he did for us. And uh, next week is going to be basically uh, looking at his nature and uh, different doctrinal truths about that. Because we're supposed to be looking to him. It's helpful for us to know who he is. 
okay? And so that's going to be a four-week series, and then uh, we'll take a, a, a week to do something different, and then after that, we're going to do a, another series called I Am, and it's a series uh, about the, the seven I Am statements of Jesus. When Jesus said, for instance, I am the bread of life, we'll look and see what that really means for us. And uh, Jesus said, hey, I'm this, I'm this, uh, we better know what those are and uh, know what those mean for us. So we'll go through that on Sunday mornings. And then Sunday evenings, starting uh, in February, we're going to do a series called Living by Faith. And that series is going to go through Hebrews chapter 11. Our theme verse is taken from Hebrews chapter 12. And it, verse 1 tells us that there's a, and we talked about this morning, there's so great a cloud of witnesses well, it's a reference to the men and women of Hebrews chapter 11 and others as well. But we're going to go through Hebrews chapter 11 and know who's cheering us on, know who's uh, encouraging us in the race that we're running. And so I'm looking forward to going through that. And then on Wednesday night, starting this Wednesday, uh, we're going to be doing the blueprints of prayer. And uh, we're going to be looking at the different prayers in the Bible a lot of different prayers that took place in the Bible and learning lessons from them uh, and how to implement them in our own prayer life. And so that, uh, those, those series, those upcoming series, I think are going to be very helpful. I know they're going to be helpful for me to prepare them and uh, to, to deliver them, uh, but I hope they'll be encouraging to you, and I think they will be. Uh, we're going to continue on with our children's memory verses on Sunday nights as well to encourage young people to develop the, uh, the habit of memorizing Scripture. And uh, that's been going well, and I do appreciate that. We're also going to be beginning that spiritual incentive program in the youth group, and that's going to be announced next Sunday uh, to both the teens in the morning, and then in the evening we'll mention it to the uh, parents and explain that, what we're going to do with that exactly. And so the spiritual incentive program, and that's going to give everybody, the, the teens, some spiritual accountability, some spiritual uh, incentive to try to uh, grow spiritually themselves while they're young. And so that's going to be taking place this year. And so these are some ways in which we can uh, look to Jesus for our spiritual growth and, and help us to, in our own lives, look to the Lord as we grow in our uh, spend time in the Bible, that's going to help us look to the Lord. When we spend time in prayer and learning how to do that, that's going to help us look to the Lord in our life. And so really that is the most important priority. That is the most important thing. That's why we mentioned it first. Uh, it's not because we just need to get that out of the way and I'm supposed to say it because I'm a pastor. No, this is the most important thing. And if we don't get the rest of the stuff done and none of the events happen, that we're going to talk about and some of the other projects we're going to try to do this year, that's okay if we, get, if we all grow spiritually this year. If we uh, end up in December, at the end of December, and we're all closer to the Lord and closer to each other, praise the Lord. And, oh, we didn't have that event, and, you know, VBS got canceled again and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I hope none of that happens. But if it did and we're all closer to the Lord, amen. That's really the most important thing. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, we have uh, on page number three here, looking unto Jesus for our homes. How can we cause those in our homes to look to the Lord Jesus Christ? Okay, going back to Genesis chapter number uh, one and two and three, uh, we do see that the very first institution that God ordained was the family, was the home. There's three institutions that God ordained, the, the home, and then we have human government in Genesis chapter nine. And then we have the church in the New Testament, those three. And the first one was a family, and, and uh, there, it's significant that it's the first one. And by the way, being that it's the first one, guess who also attacks it the most? Satan does. And so Satan's going to attack your family this year. You can mark it down. He's going to attack your marriage. He's going to attack mom and dad, uh, you know, the relationship between the children and, and parents. He's going to attack it. And so uh, how can we, though, in our, in our own lives and in our own homes, look to the Lord Jesus Christ? And what can we do to, to make that happen? Well, we have family roles that are laid out in the scriptures. And if we fulfill those, um, God's going to help us have a, harm, a harmony in our homes. Uh, the book of Ephesians mentions the different roles of family members. Of course, that's uh, the first 
verse that every parent, Christian parent, teaches their children is, you know, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Um, but then in Colossians chapter 3, he also, in a little more succinct manner, hits really all of the different uh, roles within a family. Colossians 3.17, I'm going to take a moment and read these. Uh, Colossians 3.17, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And then he says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. So he mentions the wives and what their role is, one of the responsibilities. I mean, they're already nurturing and they're already, you know, good at uh, loving and cooking and they're already good at all that stuff. Uh, but one thing that he mentions here is to submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. So, and then he says, husbands, love your wives. And then he says, and be not bitter against them. And then he says, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. And then he talks to us dads, fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. So uh, find what role that God has for you and uh, fulfill it, and fulfill it as unto the Lord. Um, to be honest, uh, I am not worthy uh, and always deserving of my wife. I'm actually never deserving of my wife to submit to me. I'm never. Uh, but she does it as unto the Lord. See, and that's what I want to encourage you to do this year is to find what God has to say to you and your role and fulfill it to the best of your ability and uh, in the power of Christ. So fulfill your family role and then nurture these family relationships within the family. And so a couple things, just some encouragement here is, first of all, having regular dates with your spouse and children, uh, finding time to uh, meet together with your, each of your children, having one-on-one -on -one time, and, uh, and then mo moms and dads finding time to, to date with one another. And, and some who maybe your children are out of the nest, you know, and, and uh, you know, still it's important for you to still romance each other. Still in, develop and nurture that marriage and uh, do some special things. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be go out to a five-star uh, restaurant. It could be something simple, but, but do things that are special for one another and do things that uh, show honor and love to one another. Doing that on a regular basis uh, my wife and I try to do it on Monday nights. We're not, it, it doesn't always work because of different things going on, but we try uh, to do that on Monday nights. And I would encourage you to find a regular time. It doesn't have to be every week, but um, find a time where you can uh, romance your spouse and then uh, invest in your children. And then having meals together as a family. Uh, this is becoming a lost art in our society, and I think it's so important for there to be a meal together. Now, this coming week, uh, we have, I think, Monday, Tuesday are all basketball for the boys. Uh, Wednesday night is church. Thursday night is missions committee meeting for me. Uh, Friday night is uh, basketball for the boys. And uh, Saturday, I think that uh, the rest of the family might be going to Stillwater for something. Okay, so all the nights this week are kind of shot as far as getting together. So we have to be creative and find a different time. Uh, we're going to probably end up doing breakfast together uh, in the mornings. And then uh, Tuesday, my day off, I'll probably, we'll probably do breakfast and lunch together. See, And so we're trying to find times where we can have those meals together without the TV on, without everybody looking on their phones, and uh, to enjoy uh, real conversation. Okay? And then next is family devotions, uh, taking time in God's Word together as a family. Um, and uh, opening God's Word. And I know it's going to look different for different families, uh, depending on the age of your children and all of that, but uh, it's, it's good for them to learn the Bible here at Cornerstone, and it's needed and necessary and healthy for them to do that, but if that's all they're getting, they're going to be malnutrition, okay? Uh, they're going to be uh, weak spiritually because it's at most three or four hours a week, Right? And uh, they're going to need it from you on a regular basis. God holds moms and dads responsible for getting the word of God to their children. Uh, the church, he does to a point, but uh, moms and dads, ultimately, he holds you 
responsible and me responsible for getting the word of God to our children. And then uh, last thought here is take inventory of influences. And uh, we've talked about different filters for the internet and uh, on your smartphones. Uh, Custodio, I don't have a slide for it, but Custodio was one we mentioned the last uh, last year. And there's others out there, Covenant Eyes. Um, there's other ones that you may know about. Uh, you can do some research. It's a Google search away, and you can find some great options that, yes, they're, they cost, but uh, they also protect you. Some of us you know, have like a security system for our home. Well, we should have a security uh, system for what comes into our eyes and ear gates. Um, so um, those are some practical ways that uh, we can encourage people in our own homes to look to the Lord Jesus this year. Okay, what about our church? What about our church? Uh, I was thinking about Jesus as in Matthew chapter 21 when he went into the temple and, and there was a bunch of people, you know, kind of having a flea market in the temple there. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this, this isn't going to fly. And so he went in there and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of Help me out here. What's the next word? Prayer. But be a, you have made it a den of thieves. So uh, we here as a church should be a house of prayer, a place where we pray together. We're, we're doing that. And Acts chapter 2 and verse 43 says, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So there was a focus in that early church on prayer and praying together. So what we're going to be doing this year, practically speaking, is we're going to be hosting prayer services on Wednesday nights, occasionally throughout the year. And uh, we, I think, did three of them in 2020, and uh, we'll probably do three or four or five of them this year. I don't know. Um, we don't have any scheduled, but uh, we will have them as uh, the Lord leads. Um, but uh, those services on Wednesday night that are basically all dedicated to praying together uh, for the different needs in our church, for our country... Uh, for uh, those in leadership and, uh, and things like that, and our missionaries. So we'll have those. Then we're going to be uh, hosting our monthly ladies, men and ladies Bible studies through the month of June. Those have been going well, and uh, we're, uh, the guys are a couple months away from being done. The ladies have a little bit longer, but we're going to do both of them all the way through the month of June. And then... Uh, after that, we're going to cut those on the Monday or the Wednesday nights, and then the ladies, for whoever is interested and available, uh, they're going to have a ladies' Bible study on Thursday mornings, beginning in the fall, and uh, that'll be here at the church. And uh, we're going to we're working on trying to figure out childcare for that, so that uh, moms with young children can attend that and enjoy that time together of spiritual growth. Uh, while the ladies are doing that, the men are going to be having a couple prayer breakfasts this year. We're bringing that back. Uh, we had that. Good. I'm glad there's some excitement here. Um, I do feel like everybody's like, I just had a very heavy Italian meal, and uh, I'm just kind of sitting back. Is there any way we can kick up the air conditioning? Is anybody else warm? Everybody's warm. So anybody cold? Okay, Dolores is cold. I just know that. She's always cold. <laughs> I think that's her, that's her name in like the original. Dolores means cold in some type of language. But if we can kick up the air conditioning to kind of cool it off a little bit in here, I think what it is is we're usually out of here, and that's why uh, the uh, air conditioning uh, has turned off. But we're going to bring back the men's prayer breakfasts in February and August. We have a couple scheduled there. In fact, the one in August, what we're going to do is have our prayer breakfast and then afterwards do an activity together. And uh, I'm excited about that, and uh, we'll give you more details as we get closer to that. Um, then there's a uh, discipleship program that uh, we started in 2020. We had to end it basically about a month or so uh, into uh, the program. Uh, we're going to bring that back uh, starting up in February. Uh, sometime, probably late February, we're going to kick that back up again. Then one of the things we're going to be doing is hosting our very own teen camp in Branson. Uh, we mentioned this and announced this uh, in November when we had our teen dessert auction. And uh, we explained that we're going to be doing that. And uh, we have some more details to share with you tonight. And so I'm going to invite Brother Blake to come and uh, 
share some of those exciting new details with you tonight. Well, as Pastor said, we're hosting our own team camp, so pray for me. Um, but I am very excited. Um, just a couple of the details. Um, we're not going to go through everything. On the 17th, parents, we're going to go over more of the details and questions you may have through it. Um, but we are going to Branson, Missouri. It's from the 21st through the 25th. So get it on your calendars, parents. Uh, I would love your teens to be there. We booked our place this week. Um, and as you can see, we got a farm, big old farm. It's five acres. Um, we got it for a really good price. And uh, praise the Lord for that. But there's three places to stay in this farm. As you can see, there's a, that farm down there. It's actually a farmhouse. I'm not going to let your parent, kids stay in a farm. Eh, pretty much. There's a farmhouse there where the girls are going to stay. There's beds for them. There's things they can do in there. In the cabin, there's things for the boys to do. There's plenty of beds for them. And in the RV, we're going to have our special guests stay there. Um, but if you want to move on to the next slide, you can see kind of inside. They look pretty nice. We'll see what happens. So, um, amen. We are going to do a couple special things, though. One of those things is we are going to go to Silver Dollar City this year. Um, or that's the lake. We're going to go to the lake, too. I couldn't find a great picture of the lakefront, so that is the big old lake. But we're going to go to Silver Dollar City this year, teens. Silver Dollar City? Amen. Wow. Okay, never mind. We're not going to Silver Dollar City. <laughs> um, have a roller coaster. But most importantly, um, you know, I grew up, I went to camp every single year. And um, uh, I made a lot of really good decisions there. And honestly, if we're going to camp for all the fun, which I hope we do have fun. But that's not what it's about. Honestly, it's about helping our kids spiritually grow. And I want them to go and have a week away from everything, from home, from cell phones, from everything like that, from cell phones, okay? And you know what? Spend some time with God. So every morning we're going to have a service. Um, a couple photos back we had a picture, there's a campfire there. We're going to do most of the services outside. Um, but a lot of, if, if it rains, we have a garage we can go in. But every morning we'll have a small service to get us started, some de a devotion. Um, we'll have fun throughout the day, exhaust them, and bring them back in the evenings. And our special speaker is one of our missionaries. Um, this is my parents, actually. Um, and I didn't tell them I was putting a photo of them up, so they might hate me for it. But um, my dad is probably one of the best youth speakers I've ever heard. And I know that's, well, you're his son. But honestly, I probably have made the most decisions under my dad. It's gotten me to the point where I am now. And I'm thankful for that. So this year, he's coming back from my sister's wedding. And I was like, Dad, it works out perfectly if you come preach at our youth camp. So my dad, you guys have heard him once. He came and preached here. He's one of our missionaries now. So he's going to come and preach it. He'll give a devotion in the morning, and every evening he'll bring a message. I am super excited. Um, I, I, can't, I can't even tell you. Like Every day, Kaylin's super excited too. Every day she'll be like, hey, we need to talk about youth camp today. I was like, Kaylin, that's in June. Well, what about the details? Like, what are we going to ride? Kaylin, that's in June. Well, we are very excited. We have lots planned. We're going to bring some things up there to do. There's plenty of room. We can play kickball. We're, we have things planned in Branson. Um, we're going to go through more details on that, but um, that is our camp. So the 21st to the 25th. Amen. And uh, it, it's going to be nice just having our own group there. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of like, you know, when you go to a camp with a bunch of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of other teenagers, it's always, you know, everybody scoping each other out, you know, <laughs> try to get her number or, you know, whatever. And uh, that's not going to not be a, as much of a thing uh, with it just being our group. And so I think that that'll be helpful to keep the focus right. And, uh, and I know that's kind of the fun part of camp. All the, other, all the teams are like, ah, oh, man, it's just us. <laughs> but uh, I think it'll be very good, and I am excited as well uh, for it to take place. And I'm thankful for the uh, uh, Ruples being willing to take this on. It's a big undertaking to run a camp. And, uh, but they're willing to do that, and I appreciate them doing that. Um, so we wanted to mention that. Uh, the junior camp, uh, we're planning to do again, or at least try again. 
And that's uh, going to be at the end of June, uh, beginning of July there in Eufaula. And uh, we're looking to get to do that. And then the ladies have a uh, retreat that they have, again, they had scheduled last year. It didn't happen, but uh, we do want to try to make that happen again at the end of uh, July. And uh, that's also in Eufaula. And uh, I think that'll be great. Um, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then uh, Old Fashioned Sunday, we mentioned uh, a little bit ago. Uh, we're going to do that again. And uh, I, that was a great time, uh, just encouraging uh, good church family, uh, bonding unity uh, event, and uh, we'll be doing that again. Certainly, uh, we don't mind if other people come outside the church. Uh, certainly, we would invite them and encourage them, but it's not one that, you know, somebody's going to go, old-fashioned Sunday. Uh, no thanks, you know. <laughs> uh, but... But for us, I think it was a great day, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. A couple uh, property upgrades and projects that we want to uh, mention and get accomplished this year. Uh, there has been a complete, uh, well, there, there's been a teen room remodel. So upstairs in the fellowship hall, we have our teens meet up there. And for, uh, well, it's being completely remodeled. There's been new paint. And, well, I don't want to go into all the details, probably not, because you want it to be a surprise. But it's gonna, it already looks amazing, and it's going to be done by, next, by a week from today. And so they'll have their first uh, teen Sunday school in there and Sunday school. And then we're thinking, I think, the teen parent meeting taking place in there so the parents can see it as well. Um, and that's why there are signs in there, construction in a way, please do not enter, because uh, we want it to be a surprise. And it's uh, coming together very quickly and very good. Uh, I'm excited about it. Okay, and then, uh, and by the way, just a little heads up on that. Uh, they had a teen uh, garage sale. I remember that in September. Well, they've used that money to remodel the uh, the teen room, so it's not really coming out of the church budget. They've already raised the money for it, and so I appreciate that very much. Uh, I, I think it would be worth the church investing in that, but I'm thankful that uh, we didn't need to. They've uh, raise the money on their own for it, and uh, and it looks it looks top notch, and it's going to be great when it's all done. Uh, he's got a little bit of work left, and uh, and it'll be done. So parking lot, let we I don't want to talk too much about this, but um, I do want to mention uh, some exciting things about the parking lot. And I know that we have our new driveway, right? We just got that completed, but then we have our dumb cones up there, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to get rid of those cones. And uh, to fill that in with asphalt, uh, part of the problem is the weather needs to cooperate. Um, usually they need it to be a tad warmer than it has been. Uh, but we've been also trying to get some bids. And uh, we have a couple bids now that just, we got our second bid that just came in uh, a couple days ago. And they're, they're both very similar. So we need to make a decision and then go forward. And so I'm going to be bringing this up at our annual business meeting in two weeks where we can vote on moving forward with our parking lot. What we're going to be doing uh, or voting on is uh, adding in asphalt to fill in the new driveway. And then we, we have our parking lot that goes to the grass field. Uh, what we're going to do is extend it four feet. And by doing so, we'll actually be able to add in 15 more parking places to this particular parking lot. And uh, we've been kind of... Uh, the last several Sundays, we've had larger attendance. Uh, we had to have people park in our auxiliary parking lot because uh, we ran out of spaces. And uh, so this would give us 15 more uh, parking places. And, uh, and then there's some serious repair that obviously needs to be done in our uh, parking lot. We'll seal it all down so it'll look nice again. And uh, then we'll stripe it as well. And so I'm really hoping to get that done here in the first quarter of 2021. So in the next uh, probably month or two is when uh, I would like to move forward with this. Of course, we need to vote on that because it is uh, a, a votable amount uh, to be able to move forward. And then one of the other things we'd like to do is uh, build a bridge from the overflow parking across the creek there um, and uh, to this property because right now you have to walk walk across the creek, and if it's raining, that's not going to work out too good. And uh, people walk around. Uh, that doesn't usually work too good because it's not super safe with everybody driving. Uh, it's supposed to be 30 miles an hour on Main Street. I don't know that anybody drives 30 miles an hour on Main Street. I try to. 
I really do. I guess if you drive too fast on Main Street, your car is going to be apart <laughs> pretty quickly. Uh, it's not great for your car to drive too fast on that road. But anyway, we do want to build that bridge, and so we're looking at options on, on doing that. I've reached out to a, a, a bridge company and uh, have yet to hear back. So we're still trying to figure that out, and I don't know if it for sure is going to happen, but for sure the parking lot I, I do want to see happen. So those are some practical things for our church, and uh, let me see if I can get through these uh, pretty quickly here, these next two. Looking to Jesus, unto Jesus for our community. Uh, our community needs to be reached with the gospel. We can't, we can't depend on the government to reach uh, this community. And how are we going to get our community to look unto Jesus for salvation? How are we going to do that? Uh, Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 36 says, Jesus looked at his community. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Well, I know a lot of times when, when you go somewhere and it's crowded, it's, always, it's, it's not usually like, oh, I have compassion on them. It's like, oh, bummer. We went to uh, Chili's last night with our missionaries, and, and uh, there was a group of 20 ahead of us. And uh, did I have compassion on them? No, I was kind of frustrated because we had to wait. <laughs> so the encouragement for all of us is, as we see people in our community, to have compassion on them and to not be uh, complaining about them. Okay, what are, again, some practical ways we can help our community look unto Jesus this year? Give out 30,000 tracts this year. We did not accomplish that last year because of COVID. And uh, I hope to be able to accomplish it this year. Um, we do have, uh, we have our love tracts that we've been passing out for a couple years now. But we have some new flyers. They're in your, um, in your uh, packet, the Be Our Guest uh, flyers here. And uh, on the back, it's uh, a little bit designed a little bit differently to where people can go and read more on our website by using that QR code. Also, we have coming this week, we have uh, business cars size invitations as well. And I'm excited about these. Uh, they just simply say, you're invited to discover God's amazing love and a loving church family as our church name. And on the back, it has uh, our service times and then a QR code to learn more about salvation. Uh, it's really hard to get all of those verses on the back of a business card. So uh, we have that, and uh, I think people will click on that and use that. Um, but uh, those are coming this week, and uh, we'll have them out there for you to use out and about. These are a little more convenient to carry around uh, in your wallet, guys. And, and uh, these are great for your purse and car. Uh, so um, they'll hopefully be helpful for you to use as you go out and about in the community. Um, and then we're going to be having six this year, all church prayer and outreach Saturdays. So as you look in the calendar, you'll see them listed. Um, I would encourage you, again, I know that maybe Saturday is your only day off, and I understand that because, you know, Tuesday is my only day off, and, uh, and I don't go on outreach on Tuesdays usually. Um, sometimes we do, but uh, it's usually not. So I know I'm asking something that... Uh, maybe you're, you know, I'm not you really doing myself. However, I do think that Saturdays are a good time where people are off and uh, people are at home. And so uh, we're going to have six of them. And I would encourage you, if you can possibly be there, it does say all church prayer and outreach, uh, not just uh, a tenth of the church prayer and outreach Saturdays. So if you have the ability, you're not working, and you, you, you can do that, find time to, uh, I would encourage you to find time and come on out and help us get the gospel out there. This 30,000 tracks is not going to be Brother Blake and I. That's, that's, it's, not, it's not possible. Uh, we need your help. We need your help. One of the other things about our outreach is we do have, uh, you say, well, I can't go out on Saturdays. Okay, we have these uh, folders that we've put together and uh, we have the, the city of Moore in four different quadrants. We have the southwest Moore. We have northeast, southeast, and northwest, and then maps that correspond to that area. So you can take one of these maps and a bundle of tracks and go out. You say, well, I can, we can go out on you know, Friday afternoon or Friday morning. Well, go for it. Um, these are going to be on the back table, and they have been, but I uh, haven't really taken the time to explain that. So that's there. 
Uh, one of the other things we're going to start this year is a new move-in ministry starting in February. And uh, we have a list of people who move into the area from out of the area, not just across town, but from far away who are new to the area and uh, are perhaps looking for a church. And so we're going to put that together. We're going to give more details on that uh, once we get everything in place. But uh, that's going to be an exciting ministry to be able to be to give a first touch uh, from our church. And uh, I think it'll be good. So I think that'll help us get the gospel out and uh, to minister to these newer families in more. And then one of the things we were going to try to start last year, but we didn't get to, we want to try to start it this year, and that is a van route in the summer. We're going to hopefully do that in conjunction with uh, VBS as we uh, try to get uh, kids to come and those who need rides. Uh, then we can kind of keep that going beyond VBS to our Sunday services, and uh, that's that's the hope there. Here's a new one that uh, we just uh, thought about, not thought about. The Lord kind of put this in our lap as an option, as an idea, and that is begin more high school lunch ministry in the fall. So more high school is you just walk out our doors and walk uh, about three minutes and you're at more high school. So we're in very close proximity to them during lunchtime. And a lot of them go to McDonald's. I went to McDonald's a few times when I first got here at the uh, lunchtime, and I was like, whoa, what happened here? I mean, it was a zoo. And, uh, and uh, here's an op- opportunity, though, for us to uh, provide a very inexpensive lunch for these teenagers and to be able to uh, give them a, a little Bible lesson maybe one day a week um, and uh, we're still talking about the logistics of it, but it's an opportunity to reach out to more high school students. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, we have the property, we have the ability now to do that, and so uh, we want to take advantage of that opportunity with them being so close and uh, right there. Uh, community outreaches, uh, a few things here. A- Easter in April, of course, that's always a big one, and then we mentioned We Love More Sunday in May. Um, that's going to kind of coincide with the one two down where it says open streets in May. Those two are going to kind of coincide. We're wanting to do that right right after one another. And uh, open streets is uh, an outreach where they're going to kind of open the different uh, businesses there on Main Street and Broadway, which is just right down the street here. We want to participate in that and uh, give out flyers and all of that, but then invite them to a We Love More Sunday uh on the second. So we're hoping that it coincides with the dates and everything. Uh, And we love more Sunday. We were going to try to have uh, elected officials here and invite them and our police and fire and uh, some of our public servants to be a part of that Sunday and then just encourage everybody in our community to come and uh, show support for more. And so uh, I we're, we're still working on a little bit of those details there as well. VBS in June and July, uh, that is uh, on the plan. More run outreach. We didn't get a chance to do that again this past year, but uh, we want to try to do it this year where we have these water bottles that we can give out. I mean, they're walking right by our property, and uh, we can just be a blessing and give them some water and thank them for running. And if you want to run in that uh, to show some support, I think that would be good too. Uh, I don't know that I will. Maybe I will. Uh, Okay, and the one thing we mentioned uh, earlier is hosting a youth rally in September. Uh, This this is something that uh, my wife and I have hosted maybe 13 of them uh, when we were in California, and we had churches from all over Southern California that would come, and uh, we would bring in a special speaker, and we would have some pretty exciting games, and uh, we would sometimes put on a little uh, skit or drama for them, and then we would serve them pizza, and it was just a great time to gather, uh, have youth groups gather together. And so we're going to do that. This We're going to attempt to do that this coming September. And so uh, pray for us. And by the way, we're going to need your help. So just a little heads up on that one. Uh, it's going to require a whole bunch of us stepping in and being a blessing and serving teenagers. We're going to invite teenagers from our community. Uh, we're going to also invite churches from uh, around uh, that are like-minded and of like faith and practice to this uh, to this youth rally, and 
I think it'll be wonderful. Our church has gone to several youth rallies in the past. Well, now, and I know our church has hosted a youth rally in the past as well. We're going to get back to doing that. Uh, Christmas in December as an outreach as well. So some opportunities for us to get the message out there so that people will ultimately look unto Jesus. Okay, and then in the world, um, for sake of time, I'm just going to read one of these verses. Romans 10 and verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Uh, so we need to be willing to preach ourselves. That's what we just talked about in our community. But then we also need to be faithful to send those who are willing to go, like the Moors that we uh, got to have with us this morning. And hopefully, like some of us, who, uh, some of the young people maybe who grow up and get sent out of Cornerstone Baptist Church. Okay, so what are some ways we can uh, cause people in the world to look unto Jesus? Well, we're going to host missionaries on furlough and deputation throughout the year, like we have been doing. Uh, we're going to keep doing that, and that is good for us to uh, be able to uh, have that focus and that emphasis on missions, uh, where it's not just once a year, but it's throughout the year. We're a missions-minded church. Um, one of the other things we're going to do is keep reading a missionary letter on Wednesday nights, again, to keep us abreast of all that's going on uh, with our missionaries. Then we're going to host a Missions Emphasis Sunday in November, like we did this past year, and uh, that'll be on November 14th. And then during that Mission Sunday, we'll also take up our Faith Promise Missions commitment, uh, like we did this year. So for those who filled that out, I would encourage you to keep, uh, keep giving towards that until we can take that up again in November. And, and then you can, uh, hopefully we have new folks here that uh, we can increase our mission support. And that uh, leads me to the next one here. Take on three uh, missionary families for financial support. I think last year, oh man, I got to go back and look. I think it was maybe six that we took on last year uh, in the year of COVID. So praise the Lord for that. Um, I'd like to see us at least take on three new missionary families for financial support. We're going to be discussing some of that in our missions committee meeting this Thursday, as well as on our annual business meeting, we'll be voting on uh, some of those missionaries that possibly we could take on. Uh, read a missionary story on Sunday nights. One of the things I would like to do is take a segment of the Sunday night service to read through the life of one of the missionaries who's gone before uh, to encourage all of us to be willing to uh, follow the Lord in that way. And then uh, we have our missions committee meeting. Uh, we have had some people with the uh, butlers who were part of it. Well, they have since moved to Texas. We're, and we have more missionaries that we're adding. So those are those in the committee are kind of like you know, trying to carry all of the missionaries. So we need some more people to help with that. And so if you're able to come and uh, be a part of that committee, we're trying to grow that by three members this year. And I think we can do that. Uh, but we just need some of you to step up and come. It's not a huge commitment, honestly. And it's a, and it's a great, healthy ministry for you to have, to be able to communicate with our missionaries, to be able to have a relationship with them. The Boubiers have a, uh, they have the Moors as one of their missionaries. Well, guess what? They got to go take them out to lunch today after church and develop more of that relationship that they had. So um, it's, a, it's a wonderful opportunity to get to know our missionaries and a little bit more than just seeing them in the service and that's it. Uh, you get to kind of read their letters and communicate with them. So uh, we'd like to grow that by three members this year. Looking unto Jesus for the world. This is uh, practical ways in which we're trying to do that. Uh, one of the things we've tried to do over the last couple of years is plan a missions trip. That's not on the list this year. Uh, I don't know about doing that with all the lockdown and all that. Um, right now we're just kind of putting, we're tabling that. Of course, if you want to go on your own missions trip, by all means, um, but... As a church, we're kind of tabling that for the time being. Well, we've talked about a lot tonight, a lot of announcements. Uh, you thought my other announcement times in the normal services are long. This was a long announcement. But I'm telling you, this is, I, I believe that each of these will really help us as a church to look to Jesus, to encourage each of us individually to do that. And again, spiritually speaking, or 
if, if some of these other things don't happen and we just grow spiritually, that's all that happens this year, I will say this year is a tremendous success. And uh, so let's make sure that we do not neglect those and uh, we focus so much on the events. Uh, we want to make sure that we're growing in the Lord first and foremost. Events, the Bible doesn't say we're supposed to have events. The Bible does say we're supposed to grow spiritually. And so we want to make sure that's the emphasis, that's our focus, and that we're individually looking unto Jesus for our lives. Well, thank you for being here tonight. Let's have a word of prayer. And uh, we'll end with a song, um, one more song, just as a way to uh, send us home together as a church family. Um, All of these things, and I mentioned it in my letter uh, at the beginning of the booklet, that all of these things are pretty big and there's no way that I can do them all, okay? And that's not, I'm not supposed to do them all. Really, I'm not. I'm not hired here to do all of these things. I'm here to try to lead us as a church family to do all these things, so we're going to all need to work together on it. I'm going to need each and every one of you to come alongside, and uh, we need to strive together. Uh, each of us are part of the body, and each of us are valuable and important and needed. And without you, we're going to limp along. You may be the left leg. And uh, without you, we're going to really struggle this year. So we need everybody to participate, everybody to jump on board and to be involved. All right, well, let's pray. And then uh, we'll go ahead and sing uh, page 807.